0: Good morning. Good morning. Good good to see everybody here this morning. Got a few in that haven't been here for a while. Great to see you.
1: Amen.
0: Do we have any birthdays this week? No birthdays? Anniversaries? No anniversaries. Well, praise the Lord anyway. Uh, uh, We'll get right into it. The opening hymn this morning is number 324, I will sing of my Redeemer and his wondrous love to me. Let's all stand and sing, please. 262, my Jesus, I love thee. May it to, you take us to the Lord in prayer, please sir. Sure.
1: Our Father and God, we come before you this morning, Lord, humbled because we know ourselves. We know we are sinners. We know that truly we are on our own unworthy to come before you. but through what Jesus did on the cross, Through the shedding of his blood and through his resurrection, you have made us worthy. Not on our own acts, but because of what you did for us. So we give you thanks, we give you praise that we have become a part of the family of God. Lord, we ask that you bless the service this morning. Let it be something that is informative, but also encouraging, lifting us above the things of this world. Lord, what we need most of all is you. Hmm. So come, Lord Jesus, come. We ask it in Jesus' name. Our Father, Father,
2: who art in heaven, heaven, hallowed be thy thy name.
0: Thy thy kingdom kingdom come, come.
3: thy Thy will be be done done on earth.
0: Our communion hymn this morning is number 298. The blood will never lose its power. Tomorrow will be brought by uh, Brother Wayne Morris.
3: Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Nice to see you all here tonight, today, this morning. Faith versus doubt. Many of us are familiar with this story, and traditionally, Thomas has been portrayed as lacking faith. But in some ways this story gives us more questions than answers. What about Thomas? Should he be forever labeled as a doubting Thomas? Was Thomas's faith really less than that of the other disciples? They didn't believe in the resurrection at first either. And even on this occasion, John tells us that they had the door locked because they were afraid. Doesn't show a lot of faith being demonstrated in that room. What about you and I? Have you ever said in your heart, if only I could see, I would never have a problem believing? The evidence suggests that this isn't true. If it were, why did the disciples who had seen the resurrected Jesus still bolt the door? Is it possible we can learn something about ourselves from Thomas? Is doubt the unforgettable, unforgivable sin that we have been led to believe that it is? Is it possible that doubt is not necessarily the absence of faith, but rather an opportunity for our faith to be tested and even strengthened? Doubt may be like a skydiver making his first parachute jump. He's taken all the classes, learned the statistics, practiced the safety precautions, and he understands that the parachute is designed to give him a safe landing. But now it's time to step out of the airplane. Does he have faith in his instructor? Does he believe that uh, everything that he's learned is true? Well, of course he does. But now he has to weigh all that against actually stepping out of the airplane. That's where doubt and faith intersect. If the would-be skydiver pulls back and refuses to leave the plane, doubt will never go away. And it will become more and more difficult to generate the faith required to try it again. But if he masters his doubt enough to step out of the plane, the sight of the parachute opening and at first safe landing will strengthen his faith and make each subsequent jump easier. What about us? Are we paralyzed by doubt? Why is that? Is it because God has proven unworthy? or is it because you have never been willing to overcome the doubt enough to step out with the faith that God is there to catch you mm-hmm. doubt and faith i'm convinced we must we must face the one before we can truly claim the other the lord's supper provides us an opportunity for us to examine our faith because it brings into focus the one event upon which faith must rest the words he is risen are at the heart of our faith. Amen. Where's our faith today? Let's pray. Father, thank you for this day and bringing us again around your table to remember your son that you gave us for the forgiveness of our sins and give us eternal life. Be with us as we partake of the cup representing his blood and the bread representing his body. May we do so in a manner well pleasing unto you. Yes. It's our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
0: Jesus is with us this morning. Let's take a few moments and just recognize his presence, thank him for who he is, what he is, and what he's done. When Jesus and his disciples gathered in the upper room for the Passover meal. Jesus took bread and blessed it and broke it. Passed it among them saying, this is my body broken for you. Eat ye of it. And after they had eaten, he took the cup. Giving thanks, he passed it among them, saying, This is the blood of the new covenant shed for the forgiveness of sin. As often as you do this, do it in remembrance of me until I come again. Drink of it, all of you. Let's stand for the doxology. seated at this time we're going to turn the uh, service over to brother mark who has some special information for us
4: if you uh will pray with me lord father in the name of jesus uh we just want to thank you for the opportunity to serve you lord I want to thank you so much, Jesus, for all you have done, and we gloriously, graciously invite you to come on down and fill this place with your spirit. Be with us this morning while this message is being given about you and about the enemy. I thank you so much, Lord, in your mighty name, Jesus, amen. Amen. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was without form, and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters, and God said, Let there be light, and there was light, and it was good and perfect. Then God created the lands, it also was good, and it was perfect. God created the plants, again it was perfect. Then God created the animals. Again, they were perfect. And then God created mankind. It too was perfect. And then the enemy got involved. I know this is something that we normally don't do at this church and if there's anyone here who is in shock or needs a sedative uh, we can send one of our deacons down to the dollar store to get some milk and we can warm it up and it'll calm your nerves <laughs> but let me give you a little background on why this song was chosen we need lower this mic just here i think we're getting some feedback um, as you can see, this was a, a song done by the Temptations back in 1970. And the things that were going on in 1970, <laughs> this song could have been written yesterday as to what's going on around the world. So... Um, 50 not true. Um, anyway... I looked this, uh, I, I, I liked this song, and I looked it up here a couple of months ago. And after playing the song, the Lord came to me and said, Isn't this what's truly going on? And yeah, sure is, Lord. He says, I want you to talk to about it. I want you to play this song for the congregation at Lexington. So, that's how it ended up. So, if anybody has a problem with this song... Uh, I'm just the messenger to take it up with Lord Almighty. <laughs> so as uh, we began, um, we started off. Uh, ended up that the devil got involved. Now, I'm going to refer to, uh, we refer to the devil as other names, Satan, Lucifer, um, and many other names. But I'm going to refer to him as the enemy. And that's what... He truly is. He is an enemy of all Christians, or anything to do with Christianity, or anything that is holy. The devil hates it. The enemy hates it. So, um, to be honest with you on this, I've studied the scripture. However, I'm not sure where the Lord's taken me this morning, so, you know, you hear the um, there was a fellow in the past who preach here. Said, "I'm I'm shooting from the hip." So this is what this is today. Uh, this is directly from the Holy Spirit. Um, so when the devil got involved, when the enemy got involved, he went and tempted Eve in the garden, a perfect place to live. Tempted Eve and said, "Did God really say?" that you could not partake of the fruit, the only tree. One thing in the garden that God said, stay away from. Did he really say? Well, he lied to her so much that it convinced her. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe. So Eve partook and then convinced Adam to take a bite. The first sin that ever happened on this planet happened on that day way back in the garden so when the sin got involved Adam gave his authority to the enemy and the enemy ran with it causing havoc causing sin in the world sin so bad that God destroyed the world sent a flood a mighty flood and only eight people and animals of multiple kinds were saved everybody else no more Adam and his sons repopulated or not Adam, uh, Noah but his sons and wives repopulated the world and guess what, the enemy got involved again so it's kind of a bad deal but the new Adam was born on Christmas Eve about 2,000 years ago. On the day we celebrate as Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, he defeated death, defeated Satan on the cross. Amen. So, with that in mind, he took away the authority of the enemy. However, We have free will in our lives. So we as free will have a choice to choose the enemy or to choose our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Now, I gave you the lyrics to this song for a reason. And because the song's pretty fast, and if I like most, it probably was like a whirlwind. And uh, so I'm just going to kind of touch base on a few things of what's going in. You know, the, the first highlighted area, uh, because of the color of her skin. I mean, racism is running rampant in this world today. And it was somewhat better until a certain administration came into office and stirred it up. Stirred it up, uh, just stirred the bowl up. And now we are so much at odds with the races, with politics, with it seems like everything. Um, All these words, segregation, demonstration, integration, determination, aggravation, humiliation. Um, The segregation issue, you know, some say uh, we need to separate. Keep the races separate. Some, if they don't get their way, they got to demonstrate We've got to burn the cities down, and we're going to, oh, we're unhappy. We're, what, what happened? Uh, we're going to show you. Um, integration, obviously, there's been those who have wanted to bring everybody together, and that's, of course, God's ways. He wants to bring everyone as one under his church, in his church, his church. There's a lot of people with determination, and they don't care who they hurt to get their way. Uh, A lot of people are easily aggravated anymore. I am one of them. I hate to admit it, but it happens. Not as bad as it used to be, believe me. Humiliation. Oh, I'm offended by what you just told me. I'm so offended. (laughs) How many times do we hear that? I'm offended at what you have said. Yeah, every day. Sale of pills are at all time high, and there was a picture of antidepressants. Antidepressants seems like the majority of the people are on them now. Why? Because of stress in the world. All the things that the enemy has stirred up with he and his minions is demons, the fallen angels. Young folks walk with their heads in the sky. Well, I kind of got a double um, meaning on this. And, um, of course, uh, opioids and such, is, you know, that's really a high issue that's going on with that, with people um, uh, getting addicted on these types of drugs getting high, alcohol getting high, uh, you name it, heroin getting high. But also it says in the end days that the young people will be those who are going to be the future evangelists for all God's glory. So could this be. Eye in the sky as well. I don't know, but think about it. And of course, uh, the talks about the cities of flame in the summertime. Well, we saw the photo of Minneapolis, and that was after the George Floyd issue. And uh, um, the people in that city went bonkers literally burned down a major portion of the city and caused controversy. They wanted to try to get rid of the police. Um, It's craziness. And then we move on, evolution. Well, uh, we refer to that as evolution. Um, uh, Darwin talking about um, how, um, how things evolved, how mankind just came from the goo that just happened to mix up, and how that's hogwash. The Bible's very clear. This planet is roughly 6,000 years old and God created it. It's in this book right here. It's in God's word. Uh, there's revolutions going on. Gun control. We're still shooting rockets to the moon. I'm not sure if that's what it meant. That sound of soul shooting rockets. Now, I'm not really sure what that means. If you've got an answer, I'm willing to hear it. Uh, Kids growing up too soon. Now, that is a big one. The devil has caused our kids to think that they know more than their parents at an early, early age. And those of you who have recently raised children know what I mean. More taxes will solve everything. Current administration has rumors that they're wanting to raise taxes like... Uh, We've never seen before. And with this inflation that's going on in the world today, I shudder the thought. Where the world's headed, nobody knows. Well, I can tell you one who knows, and he wrote it down in the last book of the Bible. You read that and you'll know where the world's going. The world itself doesn't know where it's going, but God does. And those who are born agains, who study God's word and believe God's word without a doubt, you know. Fear in the air, tension everywhere. You know, we've kind of hit on the tension just a little bit, but the fear in the air, there are, there are people who live in the world who are scared of everything. So we, we as born-again Christians, we don't have to fear anything. We don't have to fear, we might not like the high cost of gasoline. We may not like the runaway inflation. We may not like the politics in the nation. But fear is of the enemy. Therefore, if you start to worry your fear, go to the one who will fill your heart with blessings of joy, happiness. You just ask for him, and he'll bless you and give it to you. Um, one of the things I did not highlight, but the Beatles' new record is a gas. Believe it or not, the Beatles just released a video a year ago. And they haven't been around since, what, 1971 or something like that. So that one kind of is relevant. Um The only safe place to live is on the Indian Reservation. Maybe in the world. Not according to God. Everyone will be Judged, period there is no escaping that and this one kind of got me of course this song was written during the Vietnam war but people all all over the world are shouting in the war what's going on in Ukraine Uh, it's basically the world against Russia what it boils down to so again so that kind of ends the lyrics of that song um we have been studying in the morning, and again, is this a coincidence? Um, those of you, Tim uh, Howard has been joining us in the morning, and he said, I've been reading Timothy. And um, so we started, okay, we can do that, we'll read Timothy. Now, um, what's up on the screen here? What I read in my Bible may be slightly different because mine's just an older version of the NIV. Uh, But mark this. There will be terrible times in the last days. So we're kind of terrible right now. People will be lovers of themselves. We agree? Lovers of money. Got a lot of people who think the almighty dollar is the answer to all problems. Boastful. Boastful. You know, those who have so much pride are swelled up so much they can barely get through a door. Proud. Abusive. Disobedient to their parents. We see that a lot. Again, it falls back to the kids growing up quickly. Ungrateful, unholy, without love. Let's see. Yeah, okay. So forgive me if I'm a little behind. Slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of—let's see—not lovers of the good, treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. We are also guilty of that. Um, my body is living proof. I do like to eat. So there are times that I put a good meal before the Lord. Um, Myself fasting, well, I haven't gotten to that part in my spiritual life yet. (laughs) Uh, Forgive me, Lord. And this one here, having a form of godliness but denying its power. Now, this is people who believe, that people who have accepted Christ, but some people who say. God doesn't do miracles anymore. God doesn't, He doesn't enact on our behalf. He doesn't, He, he just lets things happen. Mm-mm. Wrong. God is in the miracle business. Yes. And He is in control. And I, you, Mitch, and I have shared stories even when we weren't born again. How God intervened and saved us because He looked ahead. I could share a story about uh, one day. Uh, as a matter of fact, it was the day before I was going to marry my first wife. I was driving down the interstate and I was just daydreaming and looked up. Traffic had just stopped, and there was no way I was going to keep hitting the car that was stopped. All of a sudden, the steering wheel went out of my hand, and I and the car swerved, and I missed hitting that car. That was a miracle. There's no other explanation for it. God saved me way before I was born again. Thank God He looked ahead, because if I had died that day, I would be spending eternity in hell right now. And then um, you know Paul, in this book here, he's talking to Timothy, who he claimed as his son. Uh, He was, uh, Timothy was preaching in Ephesus. So these are things that he was telling Tim. And uh, Timothy, he said at the end, have nothing to do with them. So, it's kind of, there's other places in the Bible where the disciples asked Jesus what the end days would be like. There are wars, rumors of war. It's happening. Folks, we're on the end days. We are in right smack. Whether are we early beginnings, I, I'm not sure what point we're in, but we are in the end days. There's so much evil in this world today that God is passing judgment, and he has given us a chance. Um, he gave us a little bit of a reprieve and blessed the nation uh, six years ago. He put a man in the presidency who turned our economy around who um, caused our nation to become the the biggest producer of oil ever or in the whole world Um, took away all the regulations we all know what it was like in the past and then this administration got in reversed all that now look at the mess we're in God, I mean we were saddened that Mr. Trump was not reelected, But God gave us an opportunity to see when blessings are there and the blessings are taken away. Remember is what I can say. Remember and then take a look at what's going on right now. World of confusion. <laughs> uh, so... Um, Next uh, is in Titus uh, 1 through 11. Remind the people to be subject to rulers and authorities, to be obedient, to be ready to do whatever is good. To slander no one, to be peaceable, and consider it, and to show true humil- humility towards all men. Now, this is a letter to Titus, and Titus was in Crete at this time. So he's, uh, again, uh, Titus was also a, a student of Paul's a son that he declared. And uh, so he's, he's telling what he should be doing to remind these people what what they're expected to be doing. So now he's kind of talking about a goodness here to be obedient to the rulers, and that's true. We should be praying for our um, elected officials, those people who have been put in charge. And so God can be the influence of these people, not us, not man or women, but God. Without prayer, God will not enact. So we must pray diligently for our country and for our leaders. Talks about to slander no one, to be peaceable and considered, and to show true humility towards all men. Of course, I'm sure up here, towards everyone. At one time, we too were foolish, disobedient, deceived, and enslaved by all kinds of passions and pleasures. We lived in malice and envy, being hated and hating one another. So he's talking about us as Christians. Before we were born again, I can relate to that fully. I don't know how the rest of you all can uh, relate, but I hate to admit it, I was right there with all these terrible things. But when the kindness but when the kindness and love of God, our Savior, appeared, He saved us not because of righteous things we had done, but because of his mercy. He saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Whom he poured out on us generously through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Explains it all, folks. God sent Jesus to earth to be our Savior, to be the Lamb of God, uh, the sacrificial Lamb. And Jesus was prepared for the sacrifice on the cross just as the priest of the day prepared the sacrificial lambs. He followed the exact same process. When Jesus was on the cross, even God turned his back upon him. Jesus cried out, "Why did you why have you forsaken me?" Jesus was carrying the burden of the sin of the world. My sin, your sins, everyone's sins. That gift of salvation is the greatest gift ever, ever, ever will be ever ever. I don't care where you want to go if you're able to travel to the furthest point of the universe. That is the greatest gift. We have a choice. Again, free will. All sin has to be paid for. The Bible says the wages of sin is death. Therefore, if a person can choose, said, Well, I'm going to choose to live life, have fun, or be a sinner. Crime ridden. I don't need Jesus. Okay, he made his choice he did not choose wisely but those who have accepted Christ the free gift accepted Christ as Lord and Savior and is baptized receives the gift of salvation the gift, the free gift and will spend eternity in heaven Amen. with our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ Thank you, Jesus. okay let's see where are we at number 7 moving into 7 Uh, Continuing on, so that having been justified by his grace, we might become heirs having the hope of eternal life. Well, um, the hope of eternal life. Now, I want all of you to ask yourself a question. If you died right now, say if this place, say somebody put a bomb in here and it went kablooey and we all died at the same time. Will you be going to heaven? Now, I don't want you to answer this out. Ask this question to yourself. And if you say, well, I hope so, or I think so, please take another look at your, your status. Yeah. Because you're lacking confidence. You're lacking faith. Yeah. So, please. Take the time. We're going to have a decision time coming up. So if that is in your heart, consider getting rid of that. Okay. This is a trustworthy saying, and I want you to stress these things. So that those who have trusted in God may be careful to devote themselves to doing what is good. These things are excellent and profitable for every one. Now, here's some good things. But avoid foolish controversies and genealogies and arguments and quarrels about the law. Um, I know there's been times where we've had church meetings, and it seems like uh, we argue about the silliest things. Now, this hasn't happened here recently, but uh, a few years ago, uh, it was pretty, got pretty hairy sometimes, <laughs> but uh, fortunately the Lord has taken that. But yeah, it is kind of silly to argue about uh, some things. You know, uh, we've never done it that way. Well, if the Lord puts upon a person's heart to do something that way, then we better reconsider our actions um, because these things are unprofitable and useless. And that's true. All it is is another scheme of the enemy to try and separate us, get us to argue about things, get us to fight about things. That's a scheme of the enemy. And the enemy is ingrained in our churches whether we like it or not. But we have the power, we have the authority through the blood of Jesus Christ to bind the enemy at any time and say, leave me alone. Leave the church alone. Now it does, there's no timing. It says that the devil can't come back. So we as a church, we as Christians, may have to repeat that continuously. So I would just name want it I want it, yes, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, brother. Warn a divisive person once, and then warn him a second time. After that, have nothing to do with him. So Paul is teaching Titus is uh, go to these people, tell them about what they're doing, and then give them the benefit of the doubt. And if they continue to do it again, get a second warning. And after that, be done with them. Let God, or let, sometimes I think there's wording in the Bible, if I remind me, brother, uh, where it says, uh, Paul has instructed, said turn him over to the enemy or to the devil and let him deal with him. So there you go. You may be sure, you may be sure that such a man is warped and sinful. He is self-condemned. So basically he cut his own throat. (laughs) Uh, So the last bit of scripture that I have here is uh, let me find it. I had all these things marked. Now here is this is in Philippians eight and Paul is talking, um, to the Philippi and, and saying, you know, he says, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is adm- admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Now, what's he saying there? Amen. He is telling us to be positive in our hearts, to be positive, to think about goodness of things Uh, um, rather than looking at the terrible side of something look at the positive side now um, Evan, Mitch's son is not here today but he was doing some work for me at my house and he called me up he said you know you're a pessimist and I (laughs) I couldn't argue with him I said well you know you're right (laughs) Um, I couldn't argue but I'm not totally a pessimist. I'm also an optimist in a lot of things, and I I tend to think that I look at the better side of more things now than I once did. So um, he was right, so I'm trying to correct that issue. And as a matter of fact, uh, those of you who know about the Optimist Club, have you ever heard of the Optimist Club? My grandfather on my dad's side was the international president of the Optimist Club. (laughs) So if you're sitting here right now and here and I'm a pessimist, I, gotta th- I think he probably would give me a lecture. <laughs> I never met him. Uh, he passed away before I was born. But, uh, well, <laughs> I found it to be kind of an interesting stor- uh, story. <laughs> uh, and then Paul goes on to say, whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice. And the God of peace will be with you. So, you know, that's basically what Paul was saying. Watch me and live as I do. And isn't that a responsibility for us as Christians? Because a lot of people who live in the world try to justify their sin. They try to justify their lifestyle. And they will... um, they will try to compare what they're doing with our own lives. You know, if they see us uh, um, doing something that's kind of out of line, you know, that gives them an excuse to say, well, that's what it means to be a Christian. I want nothing to do with it. I used to do the same thing. I hate to admit it, but it's true. My mother always said to uh, you need to go to church. You need to go to church. You need to go to church. And I couldn't deny. I said, Well, I know, but there's one of those big buts that we've talked about in the past. But, big buts. Well, she was right. I was wrong. Thank God she was right. And thank God that I wasn't killed, didn't lose my life prior to. God had to go to extremes to get me. Now, of course, obviously, uh, those of you here have heard my testimony, and I'm not going into it today because it's really, really a long, drawn-out testimony. Mike has witnessed a lot of it because he came and rescued me when my back exploded, literally, and I became paralyzed. But God gave me a warning prior to that. He gave me a choice. He said, either repent and stop what you're doing or else. I chose or else. God said, okay, you made your choice. Well, these past 10 years have been the best years of my life. Amen. They really have. You make life out of it what you put into it. You really do. Um, for seventy-one if anyone has a handicap or uh, issues, Again, look to the positive side just as Paul just explained in that scripture. So, um, this is pretty much all the Lord has put upon me. I know Mitch is going to be preaching next week. week. It's kind of a continuation of what got started here. And um, so, it's apparent that the Lord wanted these things talked about. He has been past several weeks he has brought up a lot of things in his sermons that deal with this exact same nature this exact thing that we're going through right now schemes of the enemy the, the, there are times where we as Christians may not even realize that we are being manipulated by the enemy and that's scary when and the enemy will come if he can't get you directly say You're secure enough as a a born-again Christian that he can't come through? Oh, this guy's pretty strong, but I'm going in through the back door. He may go through in a loved one, a spouse, a friend, finances, health. And the list goes on and on and on. Wherever we're weakest, that's where the enemy will attack. So I just want to encourage that. And i got a question. For you. What is one of the biggest uh, weapons that the enemy uses against us? Any suggestions? Any Fear, Fear that's one of them. That's a good Doubt. one. Doubt. Okay. How about discouragement? The devil... If the Lord puts something upon you, just like when He told me today to give this message, there are times where the enemy came upon me and caused things to happen, difficulties. Um, just yesterday, my printer, that has never failed a bit, I'm printing some of these uh, papers for today, just out of the blue to quit. Mm hmm. You know, that's not going to stop me, devil. Bind the enemy in the name of Jesus. Um, So, I want to encourage each and every one of you if discouragement enters your life, if it puts you into a period of, uh, say, depression, worry, fear, remember what Paul said. Don't think of those things. Don't study on those things. But follow Paul's example, how he lived life. So as we approach our decision time uh, we're going to be singing together uh, We Need God Let's see what's the type of Lord every hour I don't forget the exact we we chose this Need thee every hour hour. I wish it said we need thee every nanosecond myself Uh, The hour is too broad of a period of time we can get in too much trouble in an hour But um, I want to encourage each and every one of you if there's anything going on in your life that you'd like to talk with the Lord about. I'll be up here and Brother Mitch and then our elders are available for prayer. We want to pray for you. If you have a health issue, we want to pray for you. Um, a situation that's going on in your family, we want to pray for you. So, again, and also if in your heart you cannot say without a doubt... That if I die right now, I'm going to heaven. We want to pray for you. So, if you have a need, please come forward while we sing. Brother Bob.
0: Let's stand, please, and sing number 169. I need thee every hour.
5: Temptations lose their power When the
0: Meeting, yeah, Yeah, down on in the park on the old settlers' weekend, Uh, which may bring up some interesting questions about the uh, Father's Day breakfast that morning. May have to. uh... I
1: think we'll have time because last time we had it, we everybody was done by nine thirty.
0: Right, and we just have to be down there by
1: ten, and communion will be served there.
0: Down there, okay. All good.
1: other pastors asked me can we do it I said sure
0: (laughs) absolutely we make Christians Uh, out of you New Bethel
1: is bringing the implements they have the Mm -hmm. little cups like we have back here
0: so right. well that's great we don't know how many chairs will be down there so think about it, break them on
1: chairs right I'll bring mine like you have an option
0: right (laughs) The way he was moving around this morning, I expected him to get up. Wouldn't wouldn't have surprised me a bit. Okay, well, anything else? Jim. So, the uh, the odds are a whole lot better that we're not going to have a church fall down on us. Then. Yeah,
1: well, even when I walk over there, it doesn't move.
0: Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: total cost of stabilizing that floor wall was $4,260. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: We'll yeah. Amen. Yes, it
0: Yes, it is. It means a lot, means a lot to hear people here. We're very appreciative. It's a blessing to us to have you two here this morning.
1: Amen. Yes, we are extremely happy to be here. I'm
0: mm-hmm. Happy to see them, and I'm happy to hear her. Yes. while. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. If there's nothing else, then we'll look at the. Uh, Prayer request. Get Bible
1: study at five tonight. All right. Well, praise the Lord. Feel like we've been church. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Amen. Right. Even though we started out with a with a rock and roll song. <laughs>
2: uh,
1: I think I think next week we ought to do it again and get Bob to leave it. What do you think? Yeah.
2: Uh, <laughs> as long as you don't start putting the moves in.
0: Everybody. And the band played on. <laughs>
1: You can do the deep bass part, right? Do what? You can do the deep bass part. The
0: band played on. There you go. All right. Let's
1: pray. Father God, thank you so much that we can have fun. That because we are family, we are all your children. We are all in the family of God. We're so grateful for that. And even though we do live, who the author of confusion is. We also know who to blessed.